Oh, you're muted. There you go. I'm ready, John. All right. Let's rock this, man. I'm super excited to chat uh, with you, man. And um, you know what? There's a lot of uh, mindsets going on in a busy market right now. But uh, oh, it is 11 o'clock. Let's get this thing started. So welcome, everyone, to the Power Half Hour every Wednesday at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I interview a top performer, top agent, uh, someone who's doing extraordinary things. And today, I'm super excited to um, interview my coach, my business partner, uh, Mr. John Tublaris out of Toronto, Canada. Welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me here. It's uh, always a pleasure to, to be in the same call with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So <clears throat> I'm going to jump right into it. Um, so John has been selling real estate since uh, how long in, in Toronto? Uh, since 2005. So it's been 16 wow. years uh, this year. 16 years. Wow. So, um, you know, John's a top producer and he transitioned to being a coach after about 10 years in the business. And he's coaching full-time, but he's also selling. And John has an amazing story. So why don't you tell us a bit about how you started and how you got to this point, John? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just first getting into uh, getting into real estate, you know, I mean, I, uh, you know, I remember my parents looking at a, at a home uh, back when I was five years old. And uh, I, I said, wow, this home is this looks pretty good. And uh, that was back when I was five years old. And of course, at, at 16 years old, I uh, then I started going around uh, sketching homes uh, in my neighborhood. And of course, I thought I was going to be like an architect at that point. Uh, but then, of course, I started sketching people's homes on. I started going door to door at like 15, 16 years old, and I was collecting $2 bills. We uh, back here in Canada, we had $2 bills at that time. And I thought I was like, wow, I'm rich here, getting $2, a dollar, 25 cents, picking up a quarter here and there. And, uh, you know, that sort of like started get, get, getting my mind uh, and hence uh, for, for real estate. And uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, people asked me in school, they said, hey, what are you going to do when you, uh, you know, you get out of school and you go get a job and all that? I said, well, I don't want to get a job. I actually want to have my own business. And uh, of course, doing garage sales and lemonade stands and all that. Uh, it was an entrepreneurial drive from a very young age. And uh, at that age, at 22 years old, I started 21, 22 years old, I started going there for my, uh, for my, for real estate. And at 23 years old, I jumped in and uh, there I was getting started in, uh, in real estate. So that's how I got started. And that was the journey uh, to get started. Oh, nice. That's amazing, man. So, you know, everybody has a story and, uh, you know, so tell me about the 10 years. Um, in, in, you obviously had a, no, no. Did you have a good start or a, or a rough start to, to real estate? I wish I can say good. A lot of us yeah. are a little bit newer on this call and, you know, everybody's yeah. kind of going through something. So do share with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at 23 years old, uh, you know, there I was getting started and, uh, you know, I just came out of that whole phase to uh, going out and, uh, you know, partying and drinking and eating and all the good foods and all that. 
And, uh, you know, I sold, I remember my first year, I only sold about, what, two or three homes. I did about uh, 12, 15 leases in my first home. And I said, wow, this is a lot of work mm. uh, doing all these leases. And, uh, you know, and I remember my first, uh, my first sale was actually a divorce case. And it was a really rough first sale. And I stood to my broker, my manager, and I go, is this how real estate was supposed to be like this rough and people angry and mad at you? And I was 23 years old, of course, at that point. And um, yeah, then after that, you know, I sold a couple of homes after that, but I, I really uh, put myself in uh, a lot of debt, actually. Mm. I was, uh, I remember being $120,000 in, uh, in debt, uh, $80 left in my name. Whoa. And I remember I was a Saturday. Yeah. I remember I was on a Saturday night, uh, about 11 o'clock, 1130 at nighttime. And uh, I remember I was sitting in my car and I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I couldn't even have a, a, a phone. I was so embarrassed. I was making calls out of my parents' house because I couldn't afford even my own bills. And um, I remember at that point there, I, I went to my parents' home. It was 1130 at night and I was in my mid-20s. And I said to them, I go, look, I, uh, you know, I, I remember walking up to the house. They opened the house. Of course, any child that, you know, any anyone's son that, goes to the house at that time, it's Saturday night, you're thinking like, well, what's going on, right? And I remember my parents watching uh, television there in the living room. And, um, you know, I said to them, I turned to them and it was the first time I was actually vulnerable uh, in front of my uh, in front of my parents, especially in front of my father, who had more of a, a strong European thing to him where it was like a, a strong facade, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember turning to him, I said, dad, I really need to borrow $500, right? And um, he said, you know what, son, I, I can't give it to you. And I, he went down the hallway to his bedroom. And I remember chasing him down the hallway. And I said, dad, I just need $500. I got to make some payments here. And um, he said, no, son, I, I can't do that. And he closed the bedroom door. Wow. And I said, to, and, I, and I was knocking on the door. And I was like, dad, dad, please, just $500. That's all I need. I, I swear, I'm going to give it back to you. And he turned to me and he goes, by when? Mm. And I said, oh, shit accountability. Yeah. And it was one of the things I was resisting and avoiding for so long, especially, of course, in my teens, I never wanted to do anything with accountability. I get into real estate. I don't want to do anything with accountability. And um, so he goes, by when? I go, I promise you, I'll give it to you on, on my first sale. Mm. And uh, that's where he said, he goes, okay, well, by when? And I said, I promise within 60 days, within two months. And I remember at that time, I turned to my friend, George, and George was a very successful entrepreneur. He said, well, how many calls are you going to make, right? Um, and I said, calls. I don't want to call my database. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm too young, right? I just got started. I mean, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna trust me? Who's going to believe me with their biggest form of real estate? So it was a lot of, uh, as my friend Matthew Ferry in this business say, drunk monkey, right? right. And, um, you know, so all those thoughts were going through my mind. I'm going to bother the people in my database. Um, probably not, you know, got not good enough. Uh, you know, and all those crazy thoughts going in my mind. And, um, you know, since then, I was making my calls every day. And I, I proved to my friend George that in the first day that calling your database doesn't work. And he goes to me, well, do it again. And so I called my second day and he goes, well, do it again. And then I found somebody that actually wanted to buy real estate. Actually, wow. I helped them buy the real estate, made about eleven and a half thousand dollars Wow. And then I went to my father and I remember, you know, it, it gets me gets me quite emotional just thinking about that because I remember turning to my father and saying, Hey, here's, here's the money. Here's the $500. But then here's another 500 on top. Wow. Right? 
That's and, amazing, man. And I remember, I just remember that day. Thank you for sharing, man. That's, uh, that's amazing. You must be so proud. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, you know, um, you know, what I, what I really learned from that is that, um, you know, accountability does work. And, um, you know, got to take 100% um, full responsibility for yourself in your life. Absolutely. No one's going to come. And, you know, yeah, sure, my father came once, but you know what? It's not always, it's not always the time like that. It's, it's you know, I, 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 what I realized out of that whole thing is that, you know, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to create my life, if I'm going to create real estate, if I'm going to create whatever it is, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I learned. I learned that accountability works. I learned that, you know, you got to take, you got to take hundred percent responsibility for yourself in your life. That's why anyone that I coach right now, you know, I don't let them off the hook. I don't you. care what your story is. I don't care what your circumstance is. I don't care what it is. Like if I can do that, anyone can get out of anything. Absolutely, man. And wow, I actually, this is one of, I think the first time you've ever shared this with me. So thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. Um, It's truly touching. And I could see the passion of you coaching uh, your clients because you're coming from the heart. Like with your story, I know like you want to help them get out of that situation. I mean, guys, who's been in $120,000 worth of debt? That's a lot of money to pay back. And man, like it just congratulations on that to uh, get out of that hole. So it wasn't an easy start, John, wasn't an easy start. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about um, how did you get through that? So 120,000, what was going on through your mind and how did you break through those, you know, what you call mindset barriers to go to the next level and pay off all that debt? You know, it's surrounded by people that really care about you people that really love you and people that really want you to do the best. And, you know, environment makes a huge, huge difference. Right. And after that, before I was avoiding accountability, after that, I wanted more accountability. And I remember my friend Peter, and I wrote this in my book as well. um, You know, and I remember my friend Peter said, okay, great. Well, what's next. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sold the home, but then what's next. When are you going to get rid of those lousy clothes of yours? And I said, well, what's wrong. Right. (laughs) Like, man, that looks like you got it from, like, Le Chateau or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, nothing wrong with Le Chateau. Some people may love it. I don't know if that company still exists. But, you know, that was a clip of clothes. So then I said, yeah, you know what? I've got to upgrade. And then, of course, the, the mentors and coaches along the way said, well, you got to upgrade. you got to upgrade, you know, a lot of things in your life. And then people were just holding me more accountable. And I was just sharing my goals. I was declaring my goals with people around me. But it wasn't just anyone. It was just people around me that I knew that they cared about me. And so when I did that, I was then accountable. Then I remember I was driving my old uh, Toyota Corolla. And they said, well, when are you going to get rid of that? And I said, well, what's wrong with it? Because my mindset wasn't upgraded at that point, right? And then I remember I got my first uh, nicer car. It was a nice BMW. And it was, it was my friend Peter that took me from the hand and said, hey, we're going down to the dealership. I go, but I don't have the money. It's like, no, 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 no. You first need to visualize it. You first need to create in your mind. You need to put on your vision board. You need to create it, feel it, see it, hear everything. And I say, wow, that's so true. So he took me to a VIP party. 
And I remember I got my, uh, my vehicle. And I remember at that point, I was like, wow, this feels so good. He goes, yeah, how does it feel sitting in there? So this feels so good. I want it. And that's why I got it. And then at that point, I started making more sales and more sales and more sales. But it wasn't because of the experience I went through that I really got that lesson, right? Mm. And then that's how I started breaking through a lot of these, uh, the, these barriers and uh, which I then, of course, as you know, you read the book, um, you know, I started documenting it in, into my book, right? Yeah. And guys, uh, stay till the end. Obviously, we, we, John, you have a special gift for the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So make sure you stay till the end here. But so I wanted to, you know, hear a little bit about specifically, how did you get out of that mindset of um, scarcity? into uh, abundance, you know, from, yeah, because he told you to upgrade and whatnot, but it, it's scary. It's scary to go to go from, you know, where you're at, you have no money to like the next step and the next step and the next step. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, you know, I never went from like zero to hero, right? Like it was just uh, small increments, like small increments to, to my mind, I had to stop looking what other people were doing. Yeah, they, they were selling 100 homes a year. And they had the, the Bentleys and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good for them. I mean, it's nice to look at that. But I remember one of my mentors said, uh, you know, just take one step at a time. I remember there's a great quote, by, I believe it's by Zig Ziglar, says, you know, go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you will see even further, mm. right? And that's the same approach I took. So I started upgrading my, my wardrobe. I remember that I then moved out of my parents' place, right? Mm. That was another uh, step for me. Um, so yeah, the wardrobe, the car, uh, stepping out of my parents' place. So there were just small, tiny little increment uh, shifts that I was making, upgrades, changes that I was making. So it wasn't going from zero to hero. It was just going to the small. So as long as I was doing that, I felt good about myself because, again, what, I, what I've learned along the way is that, you know, progress, um, you know, leads to fulfillment. Right? Progress leads to fulfillment. That's leads, leads to fulfillment. Yeah. And John, you know, a lot of agents that I talk to today, um, you know, myself included, honestly, I want a quantum leap. I don't want to take the time to go from zero to one, one to two, and then eventually to a hundred. What would you say to the agents that are trying to, you know, catapult themselves immediately? What would you say to that? Yeah. So the one thing that works for my life and still does is that, well, there's, there's a couple of things. Uh, number one is you've got to put something at stake, right? A lot of people come to me, they give me a call and they say, Hey, I have a mindset issue. I said, no, you don't. You mm. have, you just don't have nothing at stake. You don't have something that's juicy, worthwhile, fulfilling. That's going to pull you out of bed every single day. And you can't stop thinking about it when you go to bed at night. Right? So you know, when you have that, when you have something at stake, it will just, you'll keep thinking about it. You'll be obsessed about it. And, you know, you just, you know, just keep pulling you forward. You know, because as you, everyone's heard here, you know, when you have a strong enough why, you can accomplish anyhow. So it's really getting connected to what your why is, what your purpose is, what your mission is, what your, what is your vision, right? And yeah, goals will, will get you from here to there, but then you're always thinking, well, now what? So I always tell my, my coaching clients and people that I coach, I said, well, make sure you create a vision because that vision just carries on. It just keeps going. You'll constantly just be pulled by that vision and it'll surpass. You'll, you'll, along the way, you'll be 
hitting your goals along the way as your vision, as you're being pulled by your vision, mm. right? So that would say is the big one. And that's like the first one um, that I would say over there. And the second one, of course, so it goes like that, you know, clarity, right? Clarity is power. And then the third one, which I documented it in my book, is letting go of the mindset barriers. There's a great quote uh, out there that goes, you know, what's in the way of an open mind is usually what's already in it. Mm. So rather than just keep adding stuff, knowledge on top of knowledge on top of knowledge, all this kind of stuff, it lives within the confines of that, that, that same mind that created all that stuff. So for me, for example, I had to let go a lot of the stuff. So it's not adding, but it's actually let go. And for me, I had to let go of who was I being, right? And for me, it's like, you know, who I was being before is I was being irresponsible, right? So then I was like, okay, now I'm going to be responsible, right? So what does that look like every day? Well, being like that every day means following through on my calls, setting the number of appointments I promised my coach I was going to, uh, to fulfill on, right? And the next point I would say, you know, after that is I would say, you know, how do you break through the, the, the mindset barriers, which again, I documented in my book is, you know, how do you break through procrastination, fear of rejection, um, getting over, over, overcoming uh, the procrastination, perfectionism, uh, fear of following up and all those kind of things that when I spoke to my coach, I thought I was the only one dealing with that. Mm. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I hear this a lot, uh, John, is um, I don't want to make that call again to my database because uh, one of them did not give me a great response. I'm like, just because it happened once just doesn't mean it'll happen in the future. Um, how do yeah. you let that past conditioning go? Yeah, great question. And I get these questions a lot, especially with people, these conditioning and programming levels, right? Well, first of all, you got to understand that, John, you know, people are motivated in two ways, right? Either to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Those are the only two primary motivators in the universe. Doesn't matter if you're from India, Australia, Canada, US, it doesn't matter where you're from. Now, with that in mind, people will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. Just a human condition, right? There's a couple of tools that I, that I would say you can do. And what I usually ask is I usually ask these types of questions. And it's usually to shift the belief that a lot of the, the agents have. And one of the, the questions I ask is I say, well, because that one person did that or said that, do you feel or do you believe that all the 400 people in your database will do the same? Mm-hmm. And what happens there is just a little bit of a shift. Right. And they say, well, no, not really. Oh, okay. But again, we're not taking from zero to here, just a little bit of a, a shift right a there. Bit. Yeah. Wow. Right. And then once they say, well, no, not really, I say, well, why not? Mm. Now they are trying to convince me now. Right. Wow. So then the people that I'm coaching, they're, so rather me, because then their mind's going to block it. So now I shift that around on them, of course, you know, studying NLP for so, uh, so many years. Um, then I say, well, why is that? And they say, well, because John, I don't think everyone's like that. I think people are nice. It's just that it happened to that one person. And here's the person talking, right? And I say, great. Well, let me ask you this then, right? Just a series of questions. Mm-hmm. What has to happen for you to feel safe again? 
now. Mm. And they say, well, um, I think I just call the next person. I say, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but you didn't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't tell them to do that. They told no. you. Wow. And, and that's the problem with a lot of coaches, right? They, they, they'll, they'll tell people what to do. Mm. But then there's resistance. If they come up with the answers, if they, the coaching guy feels, uh, you know, good with their answers, their, the, the percentage of the actions goes much higher than if I were to tell them or offered to tell you, because it came from within their creation, not from me telling them, right? That's amazing. Guys, uh, listen to this. I mean, uh, if it came from you, just like clients, if you ask questions and it comes from them, it's sold. But if you tell them stuff, just like coaching client and an agent, uh, coaching an agent, it's that if we tell the student, the, the, the agent, they will resist, right? So how else do you get us to, to break through this year, do you think? Because we, we have a lot of, I'll tell you a couple of situations that, that I've been in um, and a couple uh, stories that agents have told me. Number one is I made some money, John. I made some money last year. Uh, it started really strong this year. I don't want to prospect or, or like, I don't know why I'm, I'm not prospecting. Um, and then the other one is, although the market was great, uh, I didn't really have a, a, a good finish and a good start to 2021. Like we're in like these couple of uh, places. What, what would, advice would you have for the audience here to have them break through either complacency or apathy? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take one at a time here. So in terms of complacency, right? Um, here's the thing. Again, people will do more to avoid pain to gain pleasure. So in terms of the motivating factors, I would say, well, what is it costing you in your life right now to be complacent? What is it costing you right now to be complacent? Well, I guess. Yeah, we what is it costing you in your life right now? Is it costing you uh, your, your happiness, your peace of mind, uh, more money in the bank, whatever is important to you, right? Um, the second question I would say of that is that who else in your life that means a lot to you Mm. Is it impacted by you being complacent? Wow. You're, you're drilling in on that pain, John. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is why? Because people will do more to avoid pain and get better. And, you know, I get a lot of people saying, oh, my gosh, my, my, my spouse, my wife, my husband, mm. my children. I have them a single mother. I got two children or one child or three kids. And, wow, if, if I don't get moving then they're going to be impacted. And I say, great. Well, how are they going to be impacted? And I get a lot of people say, well, I don't want to go there. I said, that's exactly where we need to go. Oh, yeah. That's where exactly where we need to go. So it goes out of the mind of knowingness and going to the feeling. And what is that experience? Because once I take you, once how it feels for you, Guess what the person, and I get realtors say this all the time. Okay, John, I get it. I'm doing it. I go, what are you going to do? They go, that's it. I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling. You don't have to. Why? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I just crazy. It's going to impact my family, my spouse, my child, my, you know, whoever the case may be, because now they just link. So it's, it's creating these, these neurons, these linkage 
from what is it, and then you're, you're seeing it, but also connecting it with what's more painful. Now, of course, not gonna let them hang out there, uh, is the next step is, well, what is that gonna do for you? How will that make you feel um, about yourself? And they say, well, that's gonna make me feel great. And then all of a sudden you see, you see their, soft, their, their face softening, their shoulders going back, their, their, their posture is sitting up. It's amazing what's happening to the chemical, chemical reaction in their bodies, right? Wow, guys, so what do we have at stake? And ask yourself this question, like who else am I impacting by me not taking action and by me staying in complacency? It's not just about yourself. Sometimes, you know what, we're good ourselves. If you don't do anything with your business right now, you'll be good, but who else are you impacting? Drill in on that. Okay, great. So complacency, what about the other side is like, oh man, woe is me. You know what? Didn't have a great start. Um, haven't had a transaction for a couple months, although the market is hot. Oh, what do I do, John? Yeah, well, here's what I say. You can't put toothpaste back into the tube. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> you can't. What, 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 what is left has left. Right. The only moment you got is right now. Mm. So you got to be okay and, you know, just acknowledge that, hey, you know, I sold one home last year. I sold 10 homes last year. I sold 30 homes. I said 50. Okay, got it. You know, here's the thing. You've got to let go of the meaning that you attach to things. Ooh. Okay. When you attach a meaning like, oh, my gosh, that went wrong. And, and this means I'm not good enough. I'm not. No. It's just the numbers didn't get met. Now you're creating everything else that comes after. Right. So imagine the freedom that you'll experience when you let go of the meaning that you attach to things. So that's what I would say. You got to let go of the meaning that you attach to things, you know, and just acknowledge, not for worse than it is, but just acknowledge the what's so. Acknowledge. And the now say, great, I got the what's so. Now I'm creating from here. Mm. Right? You can't move forward looking in the rear view mirror of the, of the car. That kind of links back to what we started with is that, uh, you know, what, whatever bad experiences that you've had in the past, don't carry in the, in, to the future. So you got to let that go, acknowledge that it happened, let it go. And then now we get to create newly everything you want. Everything you want is over here in the new and then let that all go. But if you carry the past into the future, you're gonna create the same exact results. So if you exactly. had a bad Q4 and not so good Q1 to start, let it go, it's already in the past. And now what do we get to create? We get to choose. But a lot of times, John, this part here, we make a lot of, a lot of stories about it, right? How, how do we, I don't know, we make up so much meaning. Yeah, well, the first one is awareness, right? Bob Proctor, he lives here in Toronto, a great mentor of mine for many years. And uh, Bob even told me, he's like, you know, well, there's seven different levels of awareness, mm. right? Um, you know, for the first, first level, all the way up to mastery level. But the third thing is, you just got to be at least mindful or aware of it. And it comes through a lot of practicing and, and you know, just constant practicing on a daily basis, what you need to let go of the meaning and the stories. And by the way, uh, there's a chapter in my book that is called, I believe it's chapter three. It's called, um, you know, letting go of the stories that cost you millions. Ooh, right? I love that. So letting go of the false assumptions that you constantly create in your mind that cost you millions of dollars for others. 
It may cost you your peace of mind and happiness. Million dollar stories, guys. Really? Okay. Well, you know, now I know I got to read your book again, John. <laughs> what do you have really? for the crowd? I mean, if we were to take this today, what would be a one thing that we can take from today to have us, you know, break out and break through the mindset barriers and, and create the best year of their lives? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I just typed it in the, in the chat here. Uh, download a copy of uh, the book Unleashed.com. Uh, uh, you can get a free copy. You can just go to Amazon as well if you want to. You want the physical copy of it, uh, but you can download there. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I'm providing a, a free strategy session. Um, I've only got the yeah. I'm going to give away seven uh, free strategy sessions here today um, for those of you. So if you want to just uh, send me a, a, an email here. And uh, here, I'll just type it in the chat, and then you can just, um, uh, the book. And so, Adana's already yeah, on, so just, I want, she says. <laughs> so, <laughs> on, guys, for a free strategy. Yeah so, yeah, so during this session, I'll basically, you know, um, you know, I'll find out a little bit more about you. I'll find out where your blockage is and your, and then I'll just give you some simple tools to help you uh, relieve that and, uh, you know, get you to the next level. Uh, you know, talk about, about your goals what's important to you and, and how to really just to, to break through those. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great session and looking forward to, uh, to helping, you know, more people. Guys, only seven spots available, right? So email John, John, that's awesome, man. Thank you for all your contribution. And it's been amazing working with you for the past uh, year and a half. And I can't wait to grow together. Any last words for the, for the audience? Yeah, you know what? Acknowledge yourselves for uh, you know for what you're doing every day. I know it's a, it's a tough business, you know, being in the real estate business. Um, but you know, there's 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 two experiences that you can only come from: is the experience of fear or the experience of love. And when you come from love and gratitude, um, that's where things have become a lot more easier, a lot more lighter for yourself and the people that you uh, that you work with. So come from gratitude. You know, uh, love yourself, love everyone around you, and uh, and be great. Really, just uh, be great, and uh, you know, acknowledge yourself for everything that you've done up to this point, and for what you're doing, and give yourself a pat on the back um, because you guys are awesome for being here. So um, that's what I would say. Wow, thank you, John. Thank you. I, I love myself. I love you. I love everybody here. Come from love, guys. I really I appreciate you being here today, man. Uh, phenomenal session. And guys, reach out to John and book those sessions with him. John, thank you so much for today. And uh, Awesome, John. Thank you for having me here. All right, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. It. Thank Cheers. you.